Good morning, Atlanta. We are back once again. It's ATL and United podcast, and this is a this is a very high number, Joe. This is episode number thirty-seven. How I I think we've only played thirty-two games. How do we get this far in front of games we played preseason, baby? Oh, we've that's been at right. a long time. That's right. I'm Blake the Marshman, joined by ATL Joe, and Joe's in a singing mood tonight. We're gonna bring the hype rolling in. Rolling in through this international break. It's a long international break. It comes at a tough time for Atlanta United because we have so much momentum. We got two games left to claim the supporter shield and hammer home our first trophy in Atlanta United club history. Guys, fingers crossed, everyone comes back from international break safe and sound. And we're going to come back from international break safe and sound because we got a big match coming up against the fire. Let's do this thing. listeners please give us five star rating for the five stripes that you support give us all the ratings just don't give us anything lower than five stars we ask for honest feedback but if you're going to rate us you have to rate us five stars you can't you can't give us any other stars so either rate us five stars or don't rate at all five stripe friday wherever you're listening or maybe even listening on youtube is that still watching we still put our stuff on youtube right joe it's a little listening while looking at a great screen. It's a cool logo. We got a bunch of news. We got a bunch of news. Oakhurst, Porchfest, this weekend. Live, local music, six hours of local music on Saturday. Joe, will you be there? Uh, I will not be there this weekend, but it, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. I've been there in the past, and, and it's, it's nice. Uh, you go out there, you get to see local music, people just on their back porch playing music. You can get country music, you can get any rock music, all of it, and people are just drinking beers, passing out beers for free. Reggae? Yeah, you can get some reggaeton. Get some reggaeton, man. Uh, a bigger festival going on, because it's three days long, is Oktoberfest. There's Oktoberfest popping up everywhere. It's Oktoberfest in Germany. It's Oktoberfest in Helen. October yeah. in Germany just ended. Oh, yeah, it's over. Oktoberfest in Germany. Oh, They're still bummer. in October. Another year that I didn't go. Just so confusing. But now we get to roll into the American-style Oktoberfest. And Gressel is tapping the first keg. Gresselmania! Gresselmania! Starts Friday, Old Fourth Ward Park. If you guys are German or if you're not German, you should check it out. I know tickets are still on sale, and they're not that expensive. I want to say like 23 bucks for a general admission ticket. That's, that's like, what, four beers at Mercedes-Benz? Totally worth it. Let's talk about Mercedes-Benz because this is a venue that's being used internationally. Obviously, it's not just Atlanta United that plays in this building. Share it with the Atlanta Falcons whose season has kicked off and has been a little bit of a bumpy start. But we had something that we thought might come to Atlanta, Joe, and it's, a, it's an international competition. It's huge for the U.S. Tell us a little bit about the Gold Cup and Atlanta being in the, the tournament. Yeah, well, actually, CONCACAF just came out with a full list of venues for the Gold Cup, and Atlanta 
was left off the list. Huh. That's that's very surprising to me. All I can say is I guess we don't get everything. But well, it's okay. Chicago is going to be the host of the finals there. And there's going to be games close in the southeast. In North Carolina, you can go see a game if you guys are willing to travel. And I know Atlanta United supporters travel very well. So Mercedes-Benz may have been too big of a price for them to, to book. Or I don't know what the deal was. But this is the first time Atlanta soccer anything has gone on since Mercedes-Benz was built. And it, it was not put in there. Yeah, it's been like back and forth. Over and over. Oh, MLS All-Star Game. Let's put it there. World Cup, potentially, when it's coming to the U.S. We're talking about a semifinal in Atlanta. Surprisingly, the Gold Cup's not included. Again, we have to kind of sort out the whole natural grass thing. I don't know if that had any factor. I do know that most regulation, like CONCACAF games or anything to do with FIFA, if it's an international tournament, it does actually have to be a natural grass surface. Not sure if that presented itself at any point. Maybe they couldn't transition. Not really known. Either way, the Benz is our home, and it's a great home. Let's talk about something that's more local coming up, not this weekend, but next, but I just love it so much, we got to talk about it. The Little Five Point Halloween Festival, including a Halloween parade straight down Moreland Avenue through the middle of Little Five. This is one of the funkiest, most fun parades I've ever been to. I went last year, and if you guys just want to go and experience some incredible people watching, Little Five Points is always that place, but it's especially that place during the Halloween festival. Oh, yeah. I've been several times to that Halloween festival. It is something worth going to, and that that parade is right on par with uh, Dragon Con Parade. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of the same costumes. Some new ones come during that parade, and it, it's a lot of fun. So I, I suggest going to that, and while we're on the Halloween theme coming up, if you guys haven't been before... Go to Netherworld for that little haunted house in Atlanta. They do a really wonderful job at, at scaring the crap out of you. Yeah, I love getting scared to a certain extent, but I feel like that place is going to give someone a heart attack sooner or later. It's pretty terrifying to go in there. Let's talk about something that is more, I guess, what our podcast is really about. We might not be scared. I'm excited. We have two remaining matches, Joe. And I, I bounce on the level of having a heart attack being scared. And then I bounce back to, this is incredibly exciting. I cannot believe we're in this position. We have two matches left. If we win them both, we actually will take the MLS point record. If we win one and draw one, we also will break the MLS point record. That's insane. If we win our remaining two matches, we'll have 72 points. We'll take the shield and we would beat Toronto's single season record. And we could do that in Toronto if this all if it all plays out the way we're expecting it to. So let's talk about what's on everyone's mind. And it's not international break, especially as irrelevant as this international break is. Our minds are on the remainder of the season, the playoffs. The US like is playing. They're playing internationally. We don't have any active players that I know of other than some youth players like George Bello. We'll get to that later. I, I like Bello. He's, he's all right. But let's talk about the Sh- Supporter Shield standings. I mean, this is this is in front of us, Joe. I know we lost to Red Bulls. We had a tough game. We come back. We get the win at home, and we've put ourselves in position. If we can beat two teams way below us in the standings, the Shield is ours. Home field for the Cup is ours. And we can roll into this thing. With our first trophy in club history and tons of momentum going to the playoffs, I just can't believe it's all in front of us and it's all in our hands. You know, one point in front of the Red Bulls is all that separates us. We are sitting at 
66 points. They're sitting at 65, exact same number of games played. Did you really think we we're going to be here at this point in the season, Joe? Uh, coming into the season, I had all the expectations. After seeing what we did last year, I really thought we were going to be pushing and going for the Supporters' Shield. That's what we were built for. This is what we're built for. Now, did I see us coming in and breaking Toronto's record? Or have at least having the chance because I, I haven't done that yet. I'll knock on my wooden hammer. Always knock on the wooden hammer. But uh, did I see us breaking that record? I, I didn't coming in preseason. I thought maybe we would push... You're like no one's ever gotten 69 points before and getting up there above 66 is incredible usually 66 in all years past 66 has always guaranteed you the supporter shield we should have had it already locked away but we've got red bulls right on our tail with the same having another wonderful season on their own end so it's going to come down to the very end and if we take care of business how we've done all season against teams that are outside the playoffs and dominated them we should lock this up. So this is incredible, and it's so worth a wonderful weekend of watching sports. Uh, New York Red Bulls, next two weeks from now, is playing Philadelphia Union. And the Union is a solid team. We've seen them twice. They're sitting in fourth or fifth place, fifth place, but have a chance to jump to fourth. They're no one to sleep on. So watch that game if you have a chance to. Philadelphia versus New York Red Bulls could help us go ahead and clinch it during the week we play Chicago. Yeah, and this is always a team that we could run into again in the playoffs. A little bit of stack correction for you, Joe. Uh, Philadelphia is actually in fourth now. They've jumped the crew. Philly is actually also clinched a playoff spot. So the two New Yorks, Philly and us, out of the East, is who has clinched a spot. <laughs> Not a lot of people would have thought that at the beginning of the year. They would have thought, oh man, Toronto's definitely in there. Guess what? Toronto's eliminated. They would have thought Chicago Fire with Bastian Schweinsteiger invested some money, also eliminated. Those are two big playoff teams from last and year. And let's talk about one team that we haven't talked about in a long time, and I kind of miss talking about them. Guess who's sitting there at the very bottom of the Eastern Conference that is do they been wear, eliminated? Do they wear purple? Yeah, they wear purple. Do they have this guy, Mickey Mouse Will Johnson, on their team? They have a Mickey Mouse Will Johnson, and they uh, pretend to be Lions. But they're little, like, kitty cats, actually. Little, they're, little they're, house cats. Yeah, instead of a roar, they kind of give a little meow. A little meow. They're little little tiny kitties. It's okay, guys. You actually, if they doubled their points this year, they would still be 16 points behind us. Uh, maybe the USL would be better for you, Orlando. Let's uh, talk about one more thing. You were speaking of USL. I kind of want to bring this up. That's what I was on. Yeah, my former favorite prospect coming into the season, Super Romario Williams. What a dud. He was named to the USL Player of the Week. He scored two goals against his former team, Charleston Battery. Surprisingly, both goals assisted by, he's one of your own, Andrew Carlton. Let's give a little golf clap for Super Romario. Hey, that's Super Romario and Andrew Carlton showing out and... I was, I was very excited for Romario to come up. If you guys remember earlier episodes, I was very high on him. And he just never really lived up to it. He scored a couple goals at, at this, two goals at this level. One was in the U.S. Open Cup. But now he scored, goes back to the USL and scores more goals. And he's been shown a player that has dominated at the USL level. Looks like he's ready for MLS. But when he's gotten the chance to shine, he has not stepped up and performed. So he's got either more development or maybe we can move him on to another team. But congratulations, Romario, for getting a, a, a good accolade. You know, Romario, I'm sorry. I have been rude in the past. I do think you could be a great player. 
I don't think our system at the first team level, at the MLS level, has ever really suited Super Mario. I honestly could see Super Mario going to a more target man-based MLS team and really doing well. So I don't know if it's our play style or it's the MLS level, but either way, it's never been the synergy. You know what I'm talking about, that synergy that Joseph and Miggy have. Yeah, they, they do it really well. They have that synergy. Let's talk about Joseph. Venezuelan national team. This is kind of scary because Joseph and the Venezuelan national team, nothing good really ever seems to come from that. He's gotten hurt on international duty before. Knock on your wooden hammer again. Also, Joseph doesn't really play that great for Venezuela. I, I've watched some of their games. He plays a different style. What do you think about Joseph on the national team with Venezuela? Is this even a newsworthy story other than we just hope he doesn't get hurt? I mean, I feel like that's all it ever happens with it is, Joseph, please don't get hurt. It's never like, oh, we're excited to see Joseph play. Well, as an Atlanta United supporter, yeah, you're really hoping that none of our players going on international duty go out there and get hurt. And then adding on to it, Joseph Martinez, he loves his country more so than maybe any player on our team. He bleeds Venezuela. And anytime he has a chance to, to go back to his home country and play, he's going to do it. So we can't stop him. And, and I've talked about it before. He goes to Venezuela and he hasn't had the best results, but I think that's because of Venezuela's playing style that is not suited to how we play with Joseph Martinez. So, you know, it's not the biggest news anyways, and just hope he doesn't get hurt. And Blake, now that we're talking about it, can you tell me what else is hurting? Injury report. Injury. Injury. Injury report. Things were looking were looking too good, Joe. We had to have an injury. Unfortunately, this is to a guy, a key guy, a guy that got hurt at the exact same time last year. Miguel Almiron. No! Miggy! Miggy, Miggy, Miggy. But as much as I hate to see him cry, and he does cry very easily, I'm just going to point that out. Not as much as Barco when his braces get stuck in his lip. I'm crying right now, Blake. But every time Miggy gets hurt, I feel like tears are shed. I've also pulled a hammy, believe it or not. Obviously, I'm most of the time sitting in a desk chair drinking beer on this show. But every now and then I get active. And when I do, normally I get hurt. I play in a soccer league on Monday night. I think half our team's hurt right now. Do you need a sub? Because I'd happily step in and play with Actually, you guys. we might talk after the show. I think we might need a couple guys. Or a goal scorer. We need a goal scorer. You're a goal scorer. Miguel Amaron, he's week to week now, is, is the report as of right now. Left hamstring injury. Doesn't sound like that severe. It's not a tear. It sounds like a strain. And as our show's doctor, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not going to play against Chicago, and he will play against Toronto and be back for all the playoffs. I really think with this international break, we give him one more week off against Chicago, the only thing that breaks my heart about that is that Miggy will not be there for our last regular season home game, but he will be back for the playoff home game. Now, Blake, I I, um, I think you're close there, but I, we're going to hold him out the last two regular season games just because hamstrings are tricky and you don't want him to re-aggravate it right before playoffs. So we're going to give him as much time to prepare. We've already clinched the playoff spot, and we could very well clinch – the supporter shield 
We're going to hold him out. We've got a good enough team without him to go on and win these next two games. And I want to defend him for just a second. You say he cries a lot, which there's no uh, – I can't deny that. He cries a lot when he gets hurt. But the time he cried broke down last year was around the same time this year where he got held out of playing for his national team. And just like Joseph Martinez, who loves playing for his country, Miguel Amarone loves playing for his country too. And that's a huge pride deal. And Miggy coming out at the end of the season, he's got so much on the line. He's looking for a potential move to Europe or making a big name for himself. He's looking to win Atlanta United trophies and he didn't know coming out of the game if he's going to finish the season or go even into the playoffs so all this emotion comes to him and it just it just bursts out of him and that's what I love and I know some of our fans most of our fans love so much about Miguel Amaron he's a passionate guy no matter what Miggy does long term with his career we know he has a love for Atlanta he's spoken about his love for Atlanta and Miggy you can cry because I cry when I see you crying it's 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 very contagious. Let's talk about a guy who seems like he is always battling injuries. He's really our only other relevant injury to report on. He's always on the injury report, so I can't, I can't even believe I'm talking about it, but it's Greg Garza. And our injury report is actually coming from social media, which I know everyone's already skipping ahead 15 seconds in the podcast because they're like, who cares, Blake? But he said, this was his caption on his social media post, soon. It's not a very clear time frame. I feel like it's been soon for weeks now, right when Darlington Nagby came back. And we knew Garza was a little bit further away, but maybe he's coming back soon. Maybe he'll play in Chicago or Toronto or be ready for playoffs. But you know what? We got this kid named George Bello, and he looks like he's an all-star. Who, by the way, made MLS Team of the Week, if we haven't mentioned that yet. Fantastic play from George Bello. I don't think we need to rush Garza back. Once again, we have found a left-back replacement. This is not the left-back you were looking for. We've gone through three before we got to Bello. We thought he was our fourth string. Now he's in the team of the week and scores the game-winning goal. Hats off to George Bello. Enough with injuries. Let's recap this last game. Did I hear you say Bello? As in George Bello? Georgie. He is the man. This 16-year-old kid coming into the game, into the spotlight, his second start ever, and he comes in and scores a goal. He had a chance and assisted Joseph Martinez early, early in the game, but was called offside, and the the goal didn't count. Uh, I know of maybe myself or someone around me spilled a bunch of beer during that play and realized that there was no reason to throw beers in the air because the goal didn't count. It's kind of disappointing. It's always a bummer when you lose your beer for an offside goal or a VAR reviewed taken away goal. Those are the worst beer showers, and I want to go back and do another beer shower on a positive note. I feel like if we have a goal called back for next season, Mercedes-Benz, we need to reach out to Darren Eels. We need to talk to the front office. Carlos Bocanegra, Darren Eels, I know you guys are listening. If we get a goal called back at home, it should be free beers for the supporter section. Because yes. everyone has lost their beer at that point. Like, that's just not fair for us. We're going to celebrate whether the goal counts or not. If the ball goes in the net, beer showers. It's going to happen. And and just to further that point, you don't need to be free beers like the whole time. Just do like a two to five minute free beer bonanza and just say, that goal was called back. Here's your window to go get free beer 
Ready? Start the clock. <laughs> no, we can't all leave the stands. They gotta, they gotta get the, all the vendors. They all get their carts and they just roll it down. They could even do little eight ounce cups and they can put them in a, uh, like one of those shirt cannons and but just stuff it with beer and just shoot them up to the crowd. Well, that might be a better goal celebration, but we'll get to that. Okay, was I going, getting too excited there? <laughs> we can go on. We digress severely. Bella was offside a lot this game, Joe. I know we talked about this offside goal. He was actually offside uh, three times this game. He was kind of trying to sneak sneak up. He's got great speed, so you love to see the kid trying to get behind the defense, especially coming from a left-back position because that's how Tata loves our wingbacks to play is playing right on that line, getting down and putting in great crosses. Guess what? He gets down. You think he's going to put in a cross, and instead, in the 16th minute, the goalie's looking over at Joseph Martinez. I know you broke this goal down. Martinez, Joseph's hanging out in the middle waiting for Bella to pass him the ball. Guess what Bella does? He shoots it, takes a little nick off the goalie for his first career goal at 16 years old. That's unbelievable. It was incredible. Yeah, Joseph played his role there, and Bella decided that he's taking it himself and puts it near post. The crowd went crazy on this one, and oh my God, a 16-year-old kid debuts or second time and he, and he scores his goal this is amazing i can't wait to see more bellow in the future i hope he stays with atlanta united for the long term and i think he he has a great chance at doing that well he's a local kid he's just growing up here he's still going this guy's still in high school he's going to school here like is it too early to get a bellow song we need to come up with a bellow song all right i know it's never too early for a song you know, you know what I always say is it's it's always time for a song, Joe. Yeah, and Bellow's got a name that's very, very similar to another very popular word in the English language. Jello. Hello. Oh, I was thinking Jello. Jello. <laughs> no, yeah, but I'm gonna go with Hello because a lot of chants that we do are ripped off of other songs, and Hello is a very popular word to use as a song title, as opposed to Jello. I was thinking about it, and I, I've, I came up with a few, and I think I, I can really get at least some people to rally behind us, and we can hear some people doing it. Okay, so just just let's go through these. <laughs> I just a little warning to our listeners: we apologize about our musical talent, but we really want you to listen to the motive behind this because these these are beautiful tracks Joe. i don't want to apologize for my musical talent okay. i live very proudly by it so uh what's our what's our first one ripped off of well a very popular singer adele she's got a beautiful voice and she's got her song hello and i think that's perfect and i came up kind of with my own lyrics to this one um and i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna roll with it i'm ready you know her her fun, wonderful song it goes Bello from the left back side. <laughs> he scored a goal another time. I tell you, he's offsides, but I won't get that. That was glorious. I'm crying. I don't know. My heart's <laughs> racing a little bit. I want to work on the lyrics and 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 come back to you in that one. We could do a Beatles one, like "Hello, Goodbye." You say below. I say goodbye, you say goal, I say below, below, below. Oh, man. You're saying below. It's bellow. Bellow. <laughs> it's like it doesn't work as well. Okay. I got I got this one. This bellow, might... bellow, goodbye might not be a good one. It, it, another one that it's work in progress. Work in progress. I think this is a good one. Uh, we can do the doors. Hello, I love you. 
this is this is something I'm thinking. If Bellows on the sideline and one of our left backs is playing awful, or it's towards the end of the game, and we want him to come back in, we got uh, Bello. I love you. Won't you come in the game, mm-hmm. Bello? I love you. Won't you come in the game? Yeah, I like that. Bello, Bello. I don't know how many times we need a left back super sub, but as attacking minded as he is, I love it. There's just so many songs we just keep going on and on. We got U two. I don't want to do U two. I'm not a huge fan of U two, but you could do the Bello, Bello. Oh, he went there. We got a left back scoring goals. It actually kind of sounds good. Da, 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 da. All right. you scored a goal, I can feel. Or we could go very simple. I just came to say Bello. Bello. I just came to say Bello. Wow. Is that enough? <laughs> can we give our fans a break? You guys just, if you guys... <laughs> Do follow us on social media, which I wouldn't encourage because social media is not always the greatest thing to waste your time on. But if you are wasting your time on it, please send us more Bello songs. They rhyme with hello. You know, Bello wasn't the only one to score or really the only one on the field this week. So there's other players on our team, including one of our our show favorites, Gresselmania. Gresselmania. Yeah, he got himself a goal this week, assisted by Tito Vijalba. And that was a beautiful build-up play where Tito slid in the ball to Gressel and Gressel put it away. It, it was wonderful, and I want to see more and more of that. Maybe it can go back and forth between Tito and Gressel, Gressel to Tito, kind of like the Joseph and Miggy connection. Honestly, Gressel is my MVP. I've gone back and forth. This guy has played all over the pitch for us, and he keeps producing in crucial moments. Love the guy. How can you want anything less from him? He's played every single game. He's... That guy, the go-to guy. And now, with Miguel Amaron hurt, possibly going to miss a couple games, we've seen it before where Gressel could slide right into the middle, and he might be the guy to play that center attacking mid. He can slide anywhere. Or we can push him back on the wing. There's so many. He is that utility knife, the German Swiss Army knife. He's the German Army knife. Yeah, it's German engineering. It's just made better. He's the Oktoberfest knife. And he, don't forget, Oktoberfest, Old Fourth Ward Park, Gressel's tapping the first cake. Let's talk about drinking beer a little bit more because we don't talk about that enough on this show. This is pretty funny. Bellow should have been named Man of the Match, but it's actually sponsored by Heineken. And since Bellow is under 21, he was not named Man of the Match, but he did get the golden spike. And in my book, he's Man of the Match. Yeah, they gave the Man of the Match to Remedy, so he gets the, the Fender guitar. By Heine- I don't know why it's a Heineken event and they give you a Fender guitar. Uh, it's just a collaboration of gifts that they're given. The guitar is so awkward when they when they when they give it to them. <laughs> like, what is a soccer player? Unless they're just like incredibly talented. I, it's just so funny to see them holding an electric guitar after a game. It's fun, and uh, it's not the first time that they've switched uh, whoever gets the golden spike and who gets the man of the match. They kind of divvy up the awards. So yeah, but it, it's very much. A good theory that is because he was 16 years old, he doesn't get the man of the match. Yeah, but besides besides obvious, you know, fantastic Bellow soundtracks that are coming out in the near future. Besides Bellow getting his first goal, Gressel getting another goal. This win was so crucial for us. We let in a late goal to a player we mentioned just briefly last episode, Juan Agadello, the old U.S. men's national team player that just popped up, scored a pretty nice goal. Either way, we get the two to one win. We played a solid game at home. We had right around 62% possession. 
So we controlled the game. They had the ball a little bit more than I thought they would. New England committed 20 fouls, so their strategy was just, well, if we can't beat them, let's foul them. George Bellow, I would have thought at 16 years old, would be the youngest player to ever score. So I did a little digging. You remember a guy named Freddie Adu? Oh, yeah, Freddie Adu. Came in at 15 years old for the uh, LA Galaxy. Hold that. He was actually 14 years old when he scored his first professional goal. Wow. And uh, that that is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, but then you got to remember it was Freddie Adu and there was a lot to say about his actual age. And after a year or two in the league, everyone kept coming out and saying like, this kid's not actually the age he is. He's a couple years older. Uh, and so that, that's a, put a little asterisk by that. Maybe. All I know is at age 14, based on his birth certificate, he joined DC United and he scored a goal. So Bello becomes the sixth youngest player to score in MLS history. I would have thought he was way closer to one of the youngest, but there's actually been five other players younger than him, including the once-famed U.S. prodigy, Freddie Adu, who turned out to be an all-right soccer player. Well, you know what, Blake? It's enough with all that recap. I need a beer. Beer of the week! Every week. Yeah, every week, and I got another good beer for you guys, and since it's October, we've been talking a bunch about Oktoberfest, and we love our Atlanta breweries, I gotta give a shout out to Wild Heaven Beer in Atlanta, Georgia, they came out with their own German style Mazen Fest Beer. Fest Beer. And it's a, 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 if you go to Germany, they have Weiss or Dunkel, this would be Weiss. Weiss. And I'm going to give this one out to one of our show favorites, Gresselmania. I'm going to spike this in for you, baby. Let's do it. A-T-L. Gresselmania. Wild Heaven Fest Beer. German style. Marzen. Yeah, and it's a good beer. It's, it's a spiced beer. You can you can really taste kind of some seasonings in that beer. It's got a, a nice little crisp kick to it. And it's not your typical, not like an IPA where it's bitter. It, it's got that smooth almost lagerish style but it's with a bunch of seasonings it feels like wild heaven obviously here local not too far if you take marta eastbound avondale just east of decatur great little brewery great spot most of you guys probably know them for their emergency drinking beer but honestly if i was in an emergency i'd rather have a fest beer and i'm going to take this uh and and just go on a little spiel here where, you know, the real Oktoberfest is in September leading up to October, but we're American and we do things our own way. Like taking a sport that's called football and naming it soccer because it's called soccer. Well, you do our soccer. And so we do Oktoberfest in October because it's October. Makes more sense to me. Either way, I enjoy holidays that are based around drinking beer. That is my favorite pastime activity and present what other I, I guess i digress i feel like all holidays are based around drinking beer but this is actually the beer drinking holiday which makes it the greatest holiday i'd have to say yes yes all right we're gonna keep drinking fest beer let's preview what's coming up next for Atlanta united next on the slate for your first place atlanta united we get to host another game at the incredible mercedes-benz stadium 
Will they open the roof? The question we've been asking for two years. Probably not. But the team <laughs> we're bringing in to meet their doom would be the Chicago Fire. Well, they've already met their doom. They're eliminated. Yeah, and this is a team coming in. They have not done well this entire season. And we mentioned it earlier in the show. They were one of the hype teams like Toronto that, that could really make a run at the at the Supporters' Shield, and they've just fallen flat on their face. They've got uh, their overall record, Blake. Do you know what that one is? It's absolutely horrendous. But the funniest thing about this record, and you wouldn't think it, let's talk about their away record. They have won two games on the road out of 32 games played. So I would say our chances them being the road team here two and 32 is not the best percentage i don't have those exact numbers and i do not feel like doing the math in my head or using a calculator but yeah they're not looking good this year on the road no they they've uh you're speaking of i like to do the form of their past five games which they've actually turned around things and they've won two lost two and drawn one which is good for them but their two wins were at home one was to trash lando so it's a kind of are they better than Orlando? Yeah, but everyone is. Yeah, so is our USL team. But then I, I wanted to dive a little deeper into their form, and I went to their road form. And in their last five road games, they have zero wins, four losses, one draw. And I was like, wow, that's that's really bad. So I wanted to dig a little deeper and was wondering, how bad can this be? And I went back 11-game form, and they've – had zero wins, eight losses, and three draws over their past 11 road games. Whew. This is a team that's coming in here that it's not even a trap game. You can't say anything about it. We should control the entire game and do what we're supposed to do and win this whole thing. You know, I think that we're forgetting one thing, Joe. These guys came in. I had one free ticket with my season ticket package. One free ticket, and I was there with you. Oh, yeah. We started Super Mario up top for the U.S. Open Cup. It was our other chance at a trophy this year. It was our third trophy we were going to win besides the, the main cup, the shield. We were going to get that Open Cup. It was at Mercedes-Benz, and they came in, and they beat us. Yeah, that was a, a, just an anomaly of a, of a day. It was another midweek game that we had very few of this year, only one other this whole year. They gave us free tickets, and if you were like me, I did not bring my necklace that day to, to scan in, so I tried to do it on my phone app, and half the stadium could not get into the oh, game. Oh, yeah, the app crashed. Because the whole app crashed, and, and I was standing outside with about 15 other people trying to get in the game to eventually they just let us all in, and it, it was for naught. We went in there and, and just fell flat on our face. Played absolutely terribly. And you know what the funniest part about this is? is that now I think we even have a little bit more. More drive, more passion. These guys came into the house and beat us last time. Why can't we, I don't know, stir up a little bit of that passion? Let's get some revenge. We Let's go count a Monte Cristo on him. We need to get some revenge. And I, I got to point out the fact that we did not have a choice lineup out there. In fact, we had six non-regular starters out there, people playing in different positions, testing things out, and we had chances to score, but that was a dud of a game. So this is going to be completely different, although we will be without Miguel Amaron. 
we'll have the rest of our our stars ready to go and ready to finish the season out very strong. Yeah, a couple of players to highlight from Chicago, obviously Bastian Schweinsteiger, international legend. Schweinsteiger. And you know, it is kind of close to Oktoberfest. Maybe he'll get a little extra beer in him and play well. I'll cheers a beer to Schweiny. Uh, Bacardi. McCarty is, is a good player. I'm not going to hate on him. Nikolic. Nemanja Nikolic is a guy, I want to say, what happened? That guy like almost won the Golden Boot last year, didn't he? He was scoring at an incredible rate last year. And this year, you know, I haven't watched enough Chicago games to really know what happened. But he has not been himself. He is not scoring goals at an incredible rate anymore. And they've had a lot of injuries on their team. So it's kind of they got the, that solid three and they maybe have one other guy I'm about to mention, but the rest of their team just fall. It's just nobody's. It, it It's not a well-put-together team. It's someone we should be able to just dismantle. Let's hope we dismantle them. Like I said, the last time they won was way back in May on the road against Trash Lando, which we all know, you know the two best teams in the South are Atlanta and Atlanta United too. So that's really... They might have. They might as well have beat some scrub USL team. But they do have one lone bright spot on their team that has come in a, a recent signee that they just brought in. His name is Raheem Edwards. He's a guy that they brought in midseason, and, and he's shown well for them recently. So that's some guy maybe to watch out for. But but there's not much to really say. He's a Canadian soccer player, so he's the second best player from Canada. Yeah, and we can always blame Canada. Yeah, and it's not something to be afraid of. I don't know what much else to say about this team, except for I'm very much expecting a dominant win by Atlanta United. I think I think we need to break how we're playing down more than how they're playing. I think the only team that can beat us in this match against the Fire is ourselves. So let's get inside the mind of our fearless leader, Tata. It's time for Tata's Tactics. Yeah, Tata's tactics, and he's got a lot of decisions to make this week. He's got a lot on his mind. There's plenty up for grabs. Miguel Amaron is hurt, so we'll have to talk about that as to what we're going to replace there. Bello had a wonderful game. Is he a future left back in the league? Yeah. Brad Guzan failed to get, get another clean sheet where he gave up a very late goal, and that has been a problem in our past of giving up late goals. So what's the deal there? Let's break down these three subjects. Let's start with something that we've talked about a lot, this show in particular. George Bellow. This kid, has he... Bellow, it's me you're looking for. I came to play left back, and I will score. That was Bellow. Pretty, that was pretty good. Are we back to the song section? Is it... No, no. Oh. I was actually just going to talk about him as a player. Oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm obsessed. We've talked about left back. We've said, this is not the left back you're looking for. We talked about McCann. We've talked about Mikey Ambrose. We've talked about Garza coming back. And now we have a 16-year-old prodigy, George Bellow, who is our best left back, Joe. That's that's really what I want to know. Who's hard to left back if we're all healthy? If Garza is 100% healthy, it's his spot. Bellow is the guy that's going to push him the hardest as his backup. And it's... Wonderful to see how he's developing, but he's still a 16-year-old kid, and Bello is very raw talent. Greg Garza is 
at his peak of his career, and he is, he is a fully developed player. And when he's in the game, we look amazing. So there's no question if, if he's healthy, Garza starts. Here's my thoughts on it. We've had two formations that Tata's rotated inside the mind of Tata. I think if we play three at the back, or someone to call it five at the back, basically when we play with three center backs and two two wing backs mm-hmm. that are bombing up, playing how we did against this last game, I think that's a perfect spot for Bello because he doesn't have as much defensive responsibility. He can bomb up an attack. Obviously, it showed with him scoring a goal. I think if we go to four at the back, Garza's the play. So I think in the playoffs, and, and even these last two games, depending on the formation, and of course Garza being healthy, I think that's what's going to determine who plays. Because if we start three center backs, well, we got three pretty solid center backs when they're healthy. We got Escobar, we got LGP, and of course, we got our captain. So I, it just, I, I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on it is three, I, three at the back, we play Bello. Four at the back, we play Garza. I think either or formation, we're still playing Garza. I've got to disagree yeah. with you there. Although I've, I've expressed how much I really like Bello. Garza's our man when he's healthy. But let's move on a little further. And let's talk about the big formation change or lineup change. Miguel Amaron is not playing, is not going to play. He's got that hamstring injury. So... Blake, you give give me your option. What do you think he's gonna Tata is gonna replace Almiron with? Well, thankfully, midfield's a position we've strengthened. I don't think we can forget that. We started the season without Eric Remedy. Remedy's come in. Larry's stayed healthy. Nagby has just come back from injury, but looks to be in peak form. He looks like a machine out there. So honestly, that's a pretty solid that's a pretty solid midfield three. Right up the middle. Now, it's it's defensive, some would say. Some would say that Larry and Remedy are both defensive midfielders. But I think Nagby has proven, especially in his time at Portland before he came here, that he can score goals and he's creative enough. I know it hasn't happened for us yet because he's been kind of playing a little bit further back and let Miguel play that attacking midfield role. I think Nagby could play that role. You mentioned it earlier in the show. Gresselmania is more than capable of playing center attacking mid. And then also we have a kid we spent a lot of money on that still wears braces that also can play center attacking mid and is creative and has great pass on him and can dribble. So I think we have three options to replace Miggy. Depends on how Tata wants to line up. Does he bring Barco back in to take Miggy's spot? Some people would say, well, this was always the plan long term. Barco's going to come in and play in the middle once Miggy leaves and goes to Europe. That hasn't happened yet. But now Miggy's out. I can see that coming in. I love the idea of Nagby, Larry, and Remedy because I just think that's a bomb midfield. Like, who's going to get through those guys? So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you, you gave uh, the three choice options, and that, that's something you just kind of keep wrapping your mind around is how many options we have. If we put Barco in the middle, you're thinking you got your wings of Tito Vajalba and Gresselmania. Yeah. But then if you put Gressel in the middle, you can swing Barco in there and put him on the left side and keep Tito on the right. Or you can go ahead and put Nagby in the middle and keep Larry and Remedy in the back and and still have Barco as that threat off the bench. There is so many different options. I'm going to go ahead and give you what I think will happen. Maybe not what I want to happen, but I think it's going to be replaced with Ezekiel Barco as your starter in the center. Huh. 
I mean, I'd like to see it. I want us to score goals. I want us to have free-flowing, attacking play. But for some reason, I feel like Barco has hesitated with that last ball this year. He, he, he dribbles well. He gets in great positions. All the Barco drama aside, I just haven't seen him make that killer pass or take that killer shot. It's like he kind of seizes up around the box. Granted, I don't want him to do what Miggy's done all year and just blast him 20 feet over the crossbar. But I am concerned about that. I would love to see Nagby get the chance, but I, I totally get what you're saying, and I think you're probably right. Yeah, and then what I would love to see is what you just mentioned earlier is Nagby in the center and have Barco still coming off the bench. Then we could have those two defensive midfielders, and that just is mouth-watering. We can, Nagby's a possession guy and can distribute, and we can still have Gresselmania and Tito. No one would get the ball off those three. I would love to see how that works. Anyways, moving on, one more subject on tactically. What is going on with our back line? It's been a theme. Sometimes we've done well, sometimes not, but Brad Guzan and our back line give up a goal late in games, and that could be a problem come playoff time. Do you have any opinion on this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty clear opinion. It's a huge problem. This is not something that we should look at and just shrug off like, oh, well, we would have won anyways because it's cost us games this year. And this is a crucial thing. We're talking about a two-legged playoff. Both games count. Even if we're up in one game, we let in a late goal, especially if it's at home, that could drastically affect us in this two-legged playoff that we're going to go into. For our fans that aren't like super in the know about how the playoffs work, because we've got that first round by, it's going to be a tiebreaker on away goals. We're going to play one on the road and one in Mercedes-Benz. The aggregate score wins. All we right. can't be letting in late goals. Yeah, and you know what, Blake? Overall, I, I do think it's a problem. But looking at our full-time record and all season long, how well we've done, I will take Atlanta United's chances. And you know what? It's international break, so I'm ready to go ahead and knock down a few more of this German-style Marzahn Fest beer. International beer. International beer from Atlanta. Who would have thought? Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm Blake, the Marshman. I'm ATL Joe. Go spike one in. Drink some. Enjoy your international break. Go see Gressel at Oktoberfest. Because we're American. I'm American.